the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. America's so true. <laughs> Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. America's economy is booming like never before. Since my election, we've added $10 trillion in wealth. The stock market is at an all-time high in history, and jobless claims are at a 50-year low. So, Gary, so they were laughing at the U.N., you know, that was President right. Trump. And I, I, but I really, who's laughing at who? Right. You know, um, and I thought he did a pretty good job of deflecting the laughter. Right. Um, and, and a lot of people in retrospect think, you know, he, he, see, I, I, I don't I, think he cares. Well, I think he is funny. Right. I, I mean, I, I know I'm not, that's not a down, uh, putting him down. No, I think sometimes people don't get his humor. Yeah. But, right. I, I mean, I think I, I laugh almost every time I hear him. Mm hmm. You know, in, in a good way, you know, because I don't really, you know, because I just want to see the economy keep steamrolling right. ahead. And people say, look at his actions, not his tweets or as necessarily his words. Right. So we'll talk a little bit about, you know, are we, is the country headed in the right direction or is it headed in the wrong direction? Good morning, everyone. This is Financial Food for Thought. Carrie, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, you're listening to Financial Food for Thought. Thought, as Mark Donnelly said, we're here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. We are a financial educational radio talk program to talk about financial news, concepts, strategies, and make you aware of issues so that hopefully you can understand the options that you have and you don't have to just let things fall where they may. You can be proactive and make good decisions. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team. The estate planning team is a an Ohio registered fiduciary fee-based planning firm. We've been helping people in the greater Cleveland area for more than 30 years through unbiased objective advice and analysis and 
We help people that are working and thinking about their future retirement or getting closer to their retirement, people who are in retirement, people who have um, IRAs or similar assets and talk thinking about how do I take those tax qualified assets out or tax even deferred assets out um, as tax efficiently as possible over what time frame. We look at Roth conversions. Certainly this time of year we're gearing up for. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Um and helping people accomplish their financial goals and understanding all the pieces and parts through our comprehensive planning process. We do um, offer a free, no obligation consultation for people who want to come in and see how our process is very different. And what I mean by traditional financial planner, I mean what we do is use math models and take your income assets, um, different growth rates, inflation, taxes, and then we even break out expenses in detail and try to do these long-term projections in the math model so that you understand how short-term decisions affect the long-term outcome and you know what's possible, what's not. How do you make it better? I always like the analogy of the eye doctor when you go, is one or two better, two or three? You're all... We always try to help our clients use the opportunities and avoid the traps in the complicated tax code and get the most net benefit to help them accomplish their financial goals. And as much as it is is about getting the most net monetary benefit and hopefully put more spendable dollars into their pocket, it's also about the clarity and peace of mind knowing I can do this, I can retire at this date, and this is what it means for spending. Or if I'm retired, this is the spending I can do, I can gift this is what's possible, this isn't. And if not, these are the things that I need to do to make those things happen if they're true financial goals. And again, we've been around for more than 30 years. We are A-rated and accredited members of the Better Business Bureau. We're also have won super service awards in multiple years on Angie's list. So if you want to do some due diligence, our home office is in Middleburg Heights. We do have offices around the greater Cleveland area for those free consultations, which we can do by phone or in person. And we'll talk about your individual issues and whether or not we can help you. Um, We also have our next class coming up. We do have some spots left. We'd love for some of our listeners to come out. You're going to get some helpful information and everyone who attends gets a free workbook that does include some planning strategies and concepts. It's going to have the new tax tables, new Medicare B thresholds if you're um, in that camp. And again, lots of helpful information. It's Wednesday, October 3rd. It's coming up at six o'clock in Independence, right at 77 in Rockside. And it's retirement planning for 2018 and beyond. And it's really for people closer to retirement. Mark, would you say 10 years or less? Yeah, I mean... Because at some point it gets too far from retirement. Right, because we we also... Different times during the year, you know, we do different class, um, and we do have one that we call a pre-retirement, which would I would say, yeah, if you're more than ten years away from retirement, mm-hmm. because that's certainly different goals and objectives for right. someone as young as that. Um, and I don't know, we're going to do a fire one here soon, aren't we, Carrie? The, I hope not. The, the, the financially independent retire <laughs> early one. I, I think it's a. I need to come up with an re- acronym and add like, un, well, no, something about it's a not realistic movement, right. but, but I mean, certainly. Certainly, if you're within 10 years of retirement and you're starting to try to see if you're on track, mm-hmm. as you get close to retirement, the more urgent, of course, it becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you need to retire in 10 weeks or 10 months, 
this is also a very good class for you to attend. Or if you're already in retirement and facing those issues. Really, it's about issues that impact your lifestyle. If you're concerned about when you can afford to retire or if you're in retirement, you're maybe not sure about spending. You're worried about rising health care costs, inflation, market volatility, taxes and other financial disruptors that can derail your plan. One of the concepts we're going to or one of the topics is retirement rules. You often hear about that you may consider breaking whether it's the 4% rule you should only spend what is 80% of your income the 80% rule um the timing of social security elections we're going to talk about the understanding the tax laws and it's really important to understand the thresholds um and making sure that you're not if you can um not go over those thresholds and our classes are very different one they're free to attend they really go over lots of planning strategies and concepts we also um it's interactive so we take questions throughout the program so you'll learn a lot from other people and what they're asking um, and there's great information. I, I know people aren't sorry. You know, we, we get good reviews from people who come to those classes. But again, we do ask that you pre-register. So I have enough workbooks. Um, we do have some um, because it's the time of night. I don't have a full meal, but I do bring treats oh. for everybody who comes out. Um, I figure that in late at night. I know some people stop and get dinner and I've had them bring it, but um, I do have something. I and mean, we do have for refreshments and some goodies. Uh, is it going to be a potluck here? Everyone oh, bring a no. side dish? Oh, yeah, we should try that sometime. Um, I'm sure there's people out there that are, are pretty good cooks. Um, I, and I promise I'm not baking anything, and I'm sure our listeners would appreciate that. Um, actually, we have the people downstairs in our building. They freshly bake them like an hour before yeah. some of the stuff. So come out. It's Wednesday, October 3rd at 6 o'clock, right in Independence. And you can register online at financialfoodforthought.com. The website has information on the classes. Um, we have the newsletter you can sign up for, or you can contact us for a free consultation. And I periodically have incentives for people to take the time to come in. I know it's easy to procrastinate. Life sometimes gets in the way. Um, you can also call the office for a free consultation or to register for the class. We're not there now, but we will give you a call back on Monday. My, uh, the number at the estate planning team is 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or you can visit um, the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. And listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. And the estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 33 years. And we do it one family, one plan at a time. Um, busy week, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the, in, the, in the markets, you know, end of the quarter. Um, the, the other thing too, you know, the Federal Reserve, you know, no surprises there, Carrie. They, they raised interest rates this week as what pretty much the consensus was that they were going to do. Um, and you say, well, how does that affect me? Or, you know, well, you know, it, it, it could be, first of all, you know, the idea that, you know, we're looking for the Fed and, and, you know, Chairman Jerome Powell to kind of give us an idea of what they're thinking of how long this economy can keep rolling. Right. Mm-hmm. And the idea is, you know, there's a, there, there's no consensus to that question, right? Right. You know, when, when is the, you know, when's the next shoe going to drop, whether it be a stock market decline or a U.S. recession, right? They're both long overdue. 
Right. This is the longest bull market. You know, you've heard that story. This is the longest U.S. expansion. You heard that story. You know, we 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 reflected a little bit this month about the 10 year anniversary of the Lehman you know brother collapse or the financial crisis, the Great Recession of 2008. And you know, and and there's a lot of people in this country that are doing really really well 10 years later, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people in this country who are not doing well at all 10 right. years later, and you know. Part of that is what we keep talking about, that the middle, the middle class has been squeezed and the the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer and the middle is getting squeezed, meaning there's more Americans falling onto either end of those uh, barbell, right? Right. But we also have this perception of, I think there's a lot of people that consider themselves in the middle class. I know Pew Research had a study that how many percentage of people think they're in the middle class. Right, and, uh, the yeah. government's definition of the middle class and my definition of the middle class is very different. Well, Carrie, you know, I've been wrong because in the past, I've always said that I only thought that about 99% of Americans thought they were middle class. The only ones who didn't were the one percenters. Okay, Um, but I was wrong, Carrie. So what did uh, the research actually said? Oh, only seventy percent of Americans feel they're in the middle class. Seventy percent of Americans say they're in the middle class. I believe that. That's the disconnect, right? But I'm saying it's. I think it's a. It's not necessarily dis. It's a definition, Uh, and how you feel, Um, and. You know, and, and, you know, so that, yeah, so we can talk about that. But the, 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 the issue is, I don't, you know, to us, it's not, I don't care if your neighbor thinks they're in the middle class or not. Um, or, you know, the idea is you gotta, you've gotta develop your own financial plan, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's not gonna be your parents' plan. All right. Um, cause they had a different type of retirement that the baby boomers are going to have. You know, don't necessarily ask your neighbor what, you know, social security election they made and assume that's the best one for you. But still people you know, do that or they make a quick decision. I'm going to take it 62 because I'm going to need the income because I stopped working or I'm going to take it at 62 because I don't believe it's going to be there. Well, let's look at that a little bit more. Right. So anyways, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, I don't know when the next economic downturn is going to come. The question is, do you believe that it's on the shorter end of the calendar, meaning do you think it could happen in the next two to three years? Or are you still in the, you know, the Alfred E. Newman, you know, what me worry camp Mm -hmm. and think it's still five or six years out? Right. Um, but depending on where you feel about that, the question is, if you think it may be happening on the shorter end rather than the longer end, are you, you know, telling your robot to build in an alternate financial plan scenario that models that in just to give you the peace of mind that if that does happen in the, in the next two to three years, that it doesn't, you know, uh, you know, dramatically affect the longevity of your financial plan. Especially, right, if you're planning on retiring in that same time period in the next few years or that you just recently retired, right? Um, or perhaps if you were just in the process that you think you're going to be upgrading a home, in other okay. words, that in the next few years or major purchase, you know, or any, anything along those, any major financial decisions that your current plan is, is working fine, assuming that you, we never have an economic downturn again, or at least not in the next 10 years versus an alternative plan that says, well, what if? 
Okay, because the idea is what we want the robots to to crunch the numbers and say, okay, if that does happen, first of all, does it materially affect the longevity of my plan? Meaning, do I have to change my uh, assumptions? Mm -hmm. Do I have to work a year longer? Can I only buy a uh, you know a three hundred thousand dollar home instead of that five hundred thousand dollar home mm-hmm. or whatever? It, you know, the, it's whatever the, the, that it's one of the philosophies that we have on planning is you know hope for the best, plan for the worst. That I may be you know what I think it's different this time. I think it's going to keep going. I'm not sure about that, but I'm saying we have people that do. But just in case I'm wrong, I can see the impact if it isn't. It, if the worst happens, and how do I adjust? Right. It changes that worry into actionable steps so that the, I know what to do. Right. And then we also keep our ears open to what the experts are saying, like Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's so, yes. So he, you know, they did raise interest rates as expected. There, and he kind of led us to believe that there'll be one more interest rate hike this year in December. Mm-hmm. Um, planning on three interest rate hikes in 2019 and then one additional one in 2020. Okay. And to get, you know, and, and they want to, you know, and, and what they're looking for is to, um, is to kind of get us out of this quantity, you know, unwind the, 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 what they did in, in the, in the, the response to the Great Recession without overheating the economy and causing a U.S. recession. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, you, you, they call that a soft landing. You know, in mm-hmm. other words, they, they did the quantitative easing. They did all the maneuvers. Now they're, they want to unwind that and get set up for the next time we, we have, you know, problems that they can do the maneuvers again. Mm-hmm. And so every time they go through this, they say they get better at doing it. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I was, a, you know, as if you look, go back to the show, I was a big Ben Bernanke believer. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of people thought what he was doing was going to lead to hyperinflation. It never happened. Um, I was a believer in Janet Yellen. As a matter of fact, I, I was, I was not happy when President Trump got rid of her. I, I, I just thought he would leave her to kind of do this unwinding. He didn't. He put Jerome Powell in. Um, a lot of people are questioning Jerome Powell. Why, Kerry? Well, because he doesn't have, a, you know, a doctorate in economics, you know. So, okay. I mean, so that's usually a criteria for to become Fed chairman. Mm-hmm. So he's getting a lot of flack because he doesn't have that credential. Well, I don't care. He's a smart guy. I was going to say, maybe he has experience or some um, other. Yeah. And, you know, and he keeps saying, don't worry, I, 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 you know, I got this covered. So they also, at the meeting, though, they also gave us an idea of what the Federal Reserve thinks the GDP growth is going to be. Because, you know, a recession, you know, depending on what your definition of a recession okay. is, right, um, one of the textbook definitions is two, uh, uh, two court, um, consecutive quarters of negative growth, right? And, you know, right now we had a very good, you know, um, you know, the April through June quarter, you know, the annualized. That was wonderful. That was like 4.2 percent. All right. Um, you know, the, the tax cuts are working, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the consumer confidence at all time highs, mm-hmm. you know, small business confidence at all time highs. You know, I could go on and on and on. You know, there's a lot of good news out there. Right. Um, you, you know, we have. um Let's see, 65% of Americans now say the economy is in good shape, okay, the highest level since 2002. Um, 
Okay, yet many are pessimistic about the future. 57% believe that the children in the U.S. today will grow up to be worse off than their parents. I disagree with that. I don't have time to get into right. that today. But um, I think the millennials, well, depending on what you mean by children. I don't know if you're talking about the baby boomers' children or you're talking about the millennials' children. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, they don't define that. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of good news out there. Um, remember the fracking, you know, you know, North Dakota right. pumped a record 1.27 million barrels of oil in July. Okay. That's about as much as Venezuela. You know, okay. You know, so you know. energy independence um, is a goal. You know, the medium, we were just talking about what is, what is the middle class, the medium, you, I think you mentioned this before too, Carrie, the medium household income for the, has risen for the third year in a row. Right. Okay. That's Um, good. You know, so now that is about 61,372. That's why a lot of, a lot of people make more than that still think they're in the middle class, of course. Um, um, yeah. So, you know, a lot of good news out there. We, you know, the unemployment rate low, everyone knows that, um, so, you know, the question is, what are we worried about? Well, um, and so what does the Fed say about GDP growth? All right. So this is why, you know, they're saying, you know, because a lot of people carry are talking about the 2020 recession. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and if you believe it's going to happen be- between now and 2020, you better be working on that plan R. And understand what adjustments you might have to make yeah. or and, may not. Yeah. And part of that is, uh, you know, reviewing your, you know, especially if you are, if you've been in this bull run market right. and you have unrealized capital gains, you know, the idea, have you rebalanced? Are you out of whack because your equity growth positions have grown mm-hmm. proportionally to your fixed positions? So you're no longer at your 60 40 or your 50 50 allocation. So have you rebalanced and have you locked in gains, you know, before the drop, if you think it's coming that quick, right? Um, the other one is, you know, are, do you have a, uh, have you reviewed your cash reserve lately? You know, the idea that, you know, if you do have, uh, if you think that this economic downturn is going to happen in the next two to three years and you've got major cash purchases planned for the next two to three years, right? Here we, you know, whatever that may be, right. new cars, new homes, college education, whatever, you know, uh, the idea or retiring, you know, which is a major financial right. <laughs> difference that the idea is do you have enough of a cash reserve to take care of your uh what we call your income gap i mean in other words you know the, the amount of expenses that you have that are going to be in excess of whatever your fixed income is whether it be your wages currently or pensions and social security mm-hmm. and retirement right the idea is what's that you know income gap that i'm going to have to pull from my nest egg and the question is all right you maybe want to have a lot of that maybe a year of that maybe more, depending on how worried you are, of that in cash reserve so that you can still do those things you're planning on doing because in a down market, you you don't want to sell your stocks when they're low. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then, you know, in panic in that way. And, and the idea is not that we're saying that you're trying to time the market because that's tough to do. Right. It's the idea saying, no, I, I, am I imbalanced? Do I, have I rebalanced my risk allocation? Do I have my cash reserve corresponding to my net income or my income gap needs over the next year or two if I think this economic downturn can happen? Okay. Now you can still do the things you, now, by the way, if we don't have, that recession, 
Okay, you're going to be ahead of plan for those couple of mm-hmm. years, all right? And then you can make your choice on whether you want to sell your uh, investment assets to supply your income gap or use your cash reserve. But if it does happen and you don't want to sell your stocks low, you have another alternative. You could use your cash reserve, and that will give you time to wait out the next market downturn. And you know whether that you think that's going to be 12 months or 18 months, you tell the robot how bad you know how you want to do it. What you know what your recovery period is right. until you're back to normal and now that's a plan r and now what you're trying to see is okay is that going to materially affect the longevity of my plan now we're starting to talk about financial planning right and those are the things that we'll talk about the class or we talk about for our clients and you can come in for that free no obligation consultation um, we're scheduling now through the end of the year and uh, definitely if you have year-end planning issues um, that you want to look at or things you want to take at, care of between now and the end of the year this is a great time to come in um, you can come out to the class next Wednesday October 3rd it's for retirees again or people 10 years or less away from retirement it's on Wednesday October 3rd in Independence right 77 in Rockside. You can get information on the class or register online at financialfoodforthought.com. Remember, we do ask that you pre-register so we have enough workbooks available for everyone. Or you can call the office at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And Mark, before you go to the next, I just want to mention to people, this is a good time of year um, that we're starting to gear up. We've had a couple people do this a little earlier where um, people who have tax qualified like IRAs and we're looking at Roth conversion analysis. And we had a case this week where a gentleman and his wife, they're in their second year of retirement. So really the only things that are hitting his tax return are social security, interest, dividends, some capital gains. Um, and that he wanted us to calculate how much he should take from the IRA and looking at the different tax bracket because he's in a zero tax bracket or he thinks he will be because now that he has the itemized That's a good bracket to be state, in. Right. And he's on. See, that's an opportunity. But he has quite a bit. He has over uh, between him and his wife. They have about 600,000 in IRAs or company plans. So. And right. he's and before it, 70 and a half. He's right. And he has set. his cash reserve already right. set. So that he's already built up because he's worried about a right. he, market he li- downturn. Right. He listened to us and he before retirement, he knew he had to build up his cash reserve. So that's set. So yes, he's in the enviable position where mm-hmm. he doesn't need to sell any of his investments. He doesn't need the cash. Um, but it's an excellent opportunity like you're saying, I mean, why wouldn't you max out your zero bracket? That, that You'll never recover that. No, and we calculated because of the st- standard deduction going up. Right, the new tax um, law. And, and running the numbers that he can take 20000 from his IRA or company plan. I'm not sure. I think he was going to see which one was performing um, this year and not pay any additional taxes. Right. Now, we also went ahead and looked at what the maxing out the 10% level, the, the 12%, new, the 12% because depending level. on where he thinks tax rate. Yeah, so, so doing at least the 20000 from your IRA would have been a missed opportunity is a no-brainer. Right. And, and, and oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and then he has another opportunity next year because he's not going to be 70 for two more years. Right. So the the idea, uh, you know, and, and so so now he's working on a couple of plans. You know, or a couple of plan objectives, I should say. You know, one is by doing doing the distribution right now. Basically, if he could take out twenty thousand dollars now, 
remember this unique coordination if you're doing this. Oh yeah. You know, we're working with his CPA, we're working with his investment mm-hmm. advisor, mm-hmm. and we're going through and 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 it, the the plan we know kind of you know, the robot we you know we had the robot calculate the you know the number so let's stay with that and so now the investment advisor is actually looking at his positions and saying okay if 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 he's going to you know go to twenty thousand you know do I rebalance or what positions do I want to sell to raise the twenty thousand but you know and the also we're, we're you know you know if he doesn't need that cash okay he can convert that to Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Okay, because and and it's basically a free Roth conversion. <laughs> you know, I mean, right, you can't I, get yeah, better that's an than opportunity that. You, that if he doesn't take advantage of that, that's a lost opportunity. And you know, we do. We're, we'll be gearing up. I know they were going. Um, I think they were headed to Florida somewhere warm early. Um, before even the holiday, I think. So he wanted to get this done early on and have, make sure all the steps were done and implemented. So it's early. But you'll, uh, this is a great example of year end planning and opportunities missed. And each year stands on its own. And we run into these things all the time. If it's not the zero, maybe you can max out the 10%. Because do you know the impact of minimum required distribution and where that's going to shoot you tax wise in the future, whether right. or not you need the income? Right. If you come to the class, we'll go through the, the, the top thresholds that okay. are that our clients usually are dealing with that's usually where you know it could be the zero bracket obviously but not too many are lucky enough to be in that one but like you're saying it could be the 12 percent bracket. could be where you keep the zero percent long-term capital gains rate under the new law right mm-hmm. could be where your um, social security is being taxed that's a low threshold most people miss that it could be before your medicare b premiums start going up that's a big mm-hmm. one for a lot of our clients you know so we you know we've got table you know and we start talking about and that's what we call playing the tax limbo game right. right so let me just so let me just finish up up on the Fed because when does the Fed think we're going to have a recession, Carrie? Mm. Um, wouldn't that be interesting to know? Mm-hmm. Well, they did in this week in part of their meeting is they did you know give us what they think is going to happen with GDP. Okay. So for 2018, the remainder of 2018, they think it's going to do better than what originally was projected of 3.1%. Okay, we already mentioned in the latest quarter, annualized, it's 4.2%. We'll see if that holds up. You know, again, you know, the, the China trade war could affect that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, in 2019, they expect a 2.5 GDP. So it's already slowing. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, you know, 3.1 or better for 18, 2.5% GDP for 19, 2% GDP for 2020, and 1.8% GDP for 2021. Ooh, ouch. But that's still positive. Right. Okay. Um and that's the soft landing. You know that you know right. you know that's he's trying, you know, Jerome Powell's trying to pilot the plane and he doesn't want to crash it on mm-hmm. the landing. So, you know, that's the idea of the soft landing that, you know, there's going to be this period, you know, that GDP could go down, um, but he's they're not thinking over the next few years. Um, so how does it affect you? Well, if you're um, if you're looking to borrow money, mm-hmm. you know, with variable rates such as um, credit cards or home equity line of credits, you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Because in the variable rate world, interest rates are going to be going up. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so are you prepared for that? So are, are you telling the robot? You know, are you are you making adjustments 
for the rising interest. If you're make, trying to assume a certain amount of interest uh, rate uh, that your that your debt is being is charging you. Um, from the investment standpoint, well, it depends on what you invest in, right? Um, bonds, you got to be careful because, you know, bonds have that inverse relationship, right? As interest rates go up, bonds come down. It's, that could be especially true if you're in a bond fund, right? Um, so, you know, but you know, maybe okay with that because as long as you're just saying I'm collecting the interest coupon, eventually, you know, the interest rates would, would help the coupons if you're buying new. Um, CD rates, that's gonna, they're gonna be going up. So, so the idea is, you know, uh, you know, we all got out of the practice of buying CDs when rates went to 45 year lows, right? You know, mm-hmm. what was the difference if I, you know, buying a one year CD if they're gonna pay you 0.01%? Right. You know, what's, I'll just leave it under the mattress, right? Um, well, it's, you gotta be aware that that's changing. You know, I have clients right now who are coming in with, you know, new, just look into Sunday papers. What are one year CDs paying right now in this town? You don't have to go to the, you know, internet banks. You know, you could go to the brick and mortar right here mm-hmm. in town. Um, you know, what are they paying for six months, 12 months? A 2%? Do I hear two and a half? You know, how, how, by the way, how long do I got, how many months do I got to go to get back to that three, 3%, which, you know, a lot of people thought we'd never see again. All right. Um, you know, so, um, how about, um, you know, and, and you build that ladder, right? You know, you, 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 you know, now every, you know, so you have a six month, you have a 12 month, you have an uh, 18 month. So every six months you have a CD coming due, right? So if you need to replenish your cash reserve or, or do any for spending, you've got it. If you don't need it for that and the recession hasn't happened, you have the opportunity of reinvesting in a longer run right. ladder now because you have another one in another six months already booked mm-hmm. in a rising interest rate market. Because right. chances are CD rates will be higher six months from now than they are today um or and that may and be based on the fed schedule that may continue now for the next few years um so that's that's a good place to build up your cash reserve those latter cds if you want to go longer you could talk about the fixed annuities you know and and the fixed annuities that you know again um there's so much well I, confusion I don't know. A little Can, bit. Or not, not to mention, uh, uh, what's the consensus on fixed annuities? Are they good or bad? Um, Neither. But, it but, depends yeah. how they're used over what time, what's your exit plan. But, you know, if you're looking for, you know, but, you know, we should, you know, we would expect that the fixed annuity rates would be coming up in a rising interest market as well. Um, and it's the same thing. You could ladder those out, you know, so those come with, Longer surrender penalties than CDs, right? And you know, I'm not talking about variable annuities. See, there's so much of the confusion is between variable and fixed annuities. Mm-hmm. And, and um, but you know, what well, we've we've talked a lot about that, and we can you know continue to talk about that in future programs. But you know, now what about stocks? So how is the Fed Reserve's rising interest rate going to affect the stock market? Um, well, you better maybe you ought to ask your investment advisor that question and see what they say. Um, because from what I hear from the investment advisors is they don't even worry about it. Okay. Because it doesn't matter. Because you can't time the markets. Because the the they're always bullish. Um. It's and all, and now they just keep saying, just stay diversified. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter what it seems to you. you uh, that seems to what I hear from the stock guys. Okay. 
All right. Um, you know, and and the idea is you don't make major moves because the Federal Reserve is raising rates. You just stay put and wait it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and y- you know, it, y- you go from there. Um, is that what you're going to do? I, I mean, I don't know. You know, it, it's it's. You know, it, it's getting, like I said, not a lot of consensus out there. The idea is what gives you peace of mind so that you can, you know, or are you, are you asking the robot to crunch you enough numbers that leaves you in a decision making mode to make a move? Right. And come out and get more information on this topic and other topics if you're retired or thinking about retiring. Remember, the classes talk about planning strategies and concepts in general. The consultation is really about your numbers, your questions, your concerns, what planning can do for you and how our approach may be appropriate for you. Uh, like our plans are customized, our fees are as well. We both have um, comprehensive retainer fees and hourly planning options for people who maybe want a little bit of help. Um, and you can call us um, for a free consultation at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Remember the class on October 3rd, that's this coming Wednesday at 3 o'clock in Independence is talking about retirement rules you often hear about that you may consider breaking. They're often misused, misunderstood, issues like spending, whether you're working in retirement, um, financial disruptors that people face, rising healthcare costs, inflation, market volatility, the tax law changes and using the opportunities. And really, people don't realize they're, for um, for all your decisions you make today, the financial decision, it impacts your future financial life and your future tax picture. Um, so it's, it's looking at all these issues Here's a great workbook. We do ask that you pre-register. Again, you can do that online at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com or call the estate planning team. Leave a message. We will get back to you on Monday at 440-239-2090. All right. Carrie, I have a rock and roll birthday boomer. For All right. Um, let's see if I can give you a clue. Uh, an American band. Okay. Um. A rock and roll birthday boomer was born on this date in 1948. Okay. So he'd be turning 70. 70. Right? Uh-oh. 70. He, now, see, he's got the strange 70 and a half rule. Right. right. You know, because he's actually going to turn. You know, 70 and a half in 2019. Which means he can delay his first to April 1st. 2020. Yeah. But then he has to take another to one that year by December 31st, 2020. So he might not want to do that. He might want to take his first next year. So if you, you know. Okay. So, is it an individual or is it multi? Is it well, a band? The, the, well, it's a band, but I mean. He's, well, I know there's one individual. Yeah. He's the, the, our rock and roll birthday boomer. He's um guitarist, the original member. He's um They're from that state up north. Um, and let's see if I can give you a clue. Um the band was named after a railroad up in Michigan. Okay. Okay. Um, and let's see. Um, Should I be like my kids the, in Google? The, no, you can't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the cut, it's from 1973, so you won't get oh, it. Oh, yeah, probably not. Well, well, you might have heard the song before. Okay. It's, 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 it's on VH1's you know, greatest oh, rock okay. so you know, hits. It's actually 99th of the great. Of I would VH1's bet I probably heard it, but uh, don't know the name of the band or, so, the, well, well, or the guitarist. Uh, I'll give you one more clue. I mean, maybe Cowbell Rock. Does that help a lot? You know? mm. 
Uh, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, all right. So in, in talking about, um, the, you know, the, the annuities and see, we've, we've been talking about a couple things, right, Carrie? We've been talking about RESA, right, the, which is the um, retirement, the bills that are in Congress trying mm-hmm. to change because a lot of people believe that the – decline of the employer pension plans, you know, the defined, you know, benefit plans and the rise of the 401k, you know, the defined contribution plans have been now in retrospect, a retirement failure. Okay. And people are now saying maybe those guaranteed income pensions weren't such a bad idea after all. Okay. Um, So, you know, the question is now there's been a push to say, should the government actually get involved in the, in the private industries and try to make changes, all right, that would, you know, kind of reestablish that as a, a model. Okay. Um, you know, and, you know, the, the recent, you know, the Retirement Employer Savings Act, um, it's been it's been you know talked about for a couple of years, okay. And we we hear more and more experts kind of leaning towards that direction, mm-hmm. including recently we talked about how President Trump did an executive order to study this, mm-hmm. you know, and what changes could be made. Part of that is also dealing with the required minimum distribution, which we were just talking about, right? That they were talking about raising the age instead of seventy and a half, right? Um, and you know, so a lot of that's going on. So we're trying to keep our ear towards that and we keep saying, but don't get too excited. It's just in the world. It's just a possibility or a th- right. it's actually just a thought now. Well, it's yeah, it's, I, mean, I would say it's a little bit more than a thought. Right. So, and it's, it's part and it's now finding its way into bills. Okay. But bills don't mean it's law. I was going to say there's a lot of bills. Right. That doesn't mean and it's, just pro- because, it's a proposal. Right. And just because a bill passes in one house. Doesn't mean. Doesn't mean it's going to pass in the Senate. You mean things aren't easy in the House and Senate? No. Right. So it's a long way from becoming law. Right. right? Um, and you know how well our Congress works together on these things. <laughs> um, now but, that's funny. Um, now, um, so th- there was a House bill that was passed. Okay. Okay. Um, it's amazing they had time for that. Okay. Um, well, well, I don't know if it's actually passed, <laughs> but okay. it, it, they've got one that they think is a is a, is a go. Okay, all right, um, and but so and part of but, but this is what I'm saying. So part of that is people are hearing that they're going to eliminate the required minimum distribution. Okay, all right, but what um, would that cost the government? So I don't know the government. Well, I don't know if we'll, you know, but but don't get too excited about that because when you look at what they're really saying is they're saying, okay, and, and part of that also is, is the idea that you could still contribute to an IRA after 70 and a half. Okay. See, like right Even now- Even without that, earned income? No, no. You still okay. need the earned income. But, you know, the idea that no one can retire until 85, right? You know, right. So, so as long as I'm still working, why can't I still contribute to an IRA? Or why do I have to take out a required minimum if I'm still working? 
You know, and it's kind of like the Roth IRA law, right? That okay. says, you know, Roth IRAs, there's no required minimum. And Roth IRA contributions are still available if you still have earned income after age 70 and a half. Okay. Okay. So they're kind of now saying, well, maybe that should be the rule for IRAs. Okay. Same type of rule, right? But they put a, a, a limit or a threshold on saying, it, you, we might not have required minimum if in aggregate your IRAs are under this level. Okay. And the level that they're talking about is $50,000. Total IRA value. In aggregate. Yeah, total. So if you got multiple ones. So I don't know, you know, if that's, if you were hearing that, you know, they're going to eliminate required minimum distributions for IRAs, it, you know, I don't know if they're talking about you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, so stay tuned. You know, in other words, you know, you've got to realize, you know, you know, we're, there's a long way, but, you know, it, it are, is it going in the directions that, you know, are they going to make some movements? The other one, of course, as they're talking about RISA, is the idea that should employers be required to provide annuity type um, options in a 401k? Well, so you talked about a push to do that. Um, and I'm sure there's a nice lobby for that. The insurance companies. Right. Um, (laughs) you think, um, a little bit, you know, and there's, there's been, you know, uh, there's been a, you know, a lot of support for that. Um, but you know, and, and I just heard recently, um, it was um, the TIAA, um, you know, TIAA, mm-hmm. right? you know, it was the, the one of the, the top guys in there, Roger uh, Ferguson, I believe his name was. And he's kind of saying, yeah, this is the model, this model, this is what we've been doing. In other words, when, when our new employees go to work, we immediately start taking money out of their pay to go into this retirement fund. Right. Which is an annuity. Which is a part, it's a hybrid. Right. It's it, you can. You, it's part annuity. Mutual fund, and and it's part annuity. And then the, the the retiree, you know, thirty years, forty years later, while we're only working, then has options on what they want to do to get the money out of the retirement plan, mm-hmm. including annuitizing or creating the, right, the, pension, the pension, or you know, it's keeping part of it in mutual funds and rolling it to an I, or you know, and just you know, keep it that and just taking distributions as needed or as so. They've to already the been. Minimum. They're saying we already have been doing. This. Yeah, and they're saying their model's working. Okay. All right. Um, and and it's the idea of the hybrid, right? Um, now, you could say, well, can I create that myself? Um, you know, just by, could you just take part of your, uh, you know, IRA and buy an annuity that you can annuitize and turn on a guaranteed income? Sure. Sure. Um, and there's a lot, and that's where you get, now, you uh, you have a certain group of stock people out there, you know, my buddy Ken Fisher, you know, I hate annuities and you should too, mm-hmm. right? And then there's other groups out there saying, why would you have a dime in the stock market when you can buy fixed annuities and get your guaranteed income? Well, and I think our position, there's no good or bad product, it's how it's used, and right. rarely should you put all of your assets in one concept. Right. And, you shouldn't put all your assets in all stocks, all annuities, all cash. Yes, you know, and and it's the hybrid approach. 
it, a hybrid to me is just saying you're you're using many tools, not just right. one or two. Now the other thing too is a lot of times you hear those anti annuity people, you know, saying, "Oh, you, and by the way, you never buy an annuity in an IRA." That's almost they almost think that's you know uh, blasphemy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, have they not looked at the statistics in the last few years? You know, Limer reported a couple of years ago that they they estimated that six out of ten new annuities were in an IRA. So is everybody wrong? But now we have the government who's putting a big push that they may legislate that 401ks have to have annuity options in it. Hmm. I mean, I not heard of Valak in this town before. Mm-hmm. What do you think Valak was? AIG's annuity business, right? You know, um, you know, the idea of saying, I'm not so sure that's a bad idea. But the problem is, you know, sometimes, I, you know, I'm, you know, on the annuity people that they always talk about how great guaranteed income is, but they never really look at the balance sheet. They just say, oh, yeah, you got to have guaranteed income. But how much? Yeah, but you no, know, they never get around to telling you how much principal you have to get put in to get that guaranteed income. And guess what? Once you turn on the guaranteed income, you can't make those changes. Um, now, so, um, for example, there was a, a recent um, expert who, who did a, a study and he, and he rated and he looked at the top annuity companies who, you know, and, and his, 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 his assumption that he set up was that he was saying, let's say you have a 67-year-old who puts money into a tax-deferred annuity okay. planning on taking money out at age 70. All right. So it's going to be deferred and growing for three years. Okay. But then at age 70, you go to the company and say, okay, I want that guaranteed income. Okay. Okay. And then we look at that and then say that. Now, um, so I'm going to, you know, this is where you have to start getting some actually illustrations to do this. So I'm going to go over this in a minute, but... um, Okay, so he took the top three companies, mm-hmm. and based on a hundred thousand invested, okay, at sixty seven, the turn on income at age seventy, and okay. they only did a single life annuity, right? Not a joint, okay. It was a single life annuity, okay. The top three, the average, you know, of the what the annual payout would be, yeah, was seven thousand four eighty three. So let's just call it seventy five hundred. Okay. You know. So for $100,000 of principal, you get a guaranteed income of 7500 For the rest of your life. With no inflation. Okay. Now, is 7500 going to cover your income needs in retirement? So what if you need, for example, what if, Carrie, you did, you know, built a plan and you need, you need 75000 a year? Okay. So how much do we have to buy that annuity? A million. A million. Are and you ready? And how am I going to raise that million? Do you have that? You know, is that ready to go? Right, um, but where you say, well, Mark, I my total is seventy five thousand. I need a year to cover everything: daily living expenses, my right. trips to Hawaii, helping the grandchildren, okay. or maybe paying income taxes. Right, but I've got thirty five thousand dollars of fixed income separate, whether okay. it be pension or Social Security. So now I only need forty thousand. Okay. That's my income gap. Okay. So now, how much are you going to need? You're going to need about five hundred thirty three thousand. Right. Okay. Do you got that? Maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, do you see the, the, the problem? You cannot separate, in our opinions, the income statement from the balance sheet. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have a few minutes left here. Here's the 
rock and roll birthday boomer. I'm sure you know it by now, right? Yeah, no, not ringing a bell. No? No. Not Turn even it familiar. Off. 1973. I thought maybe you would have heard the mm. song before. Are you trying to cheat now, right now? On, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I even turned my phone over so I wouldn't be tempted. All right. You're not going to get this, are you? No. I wonder if any of the malicious millennials in the studio I don't, have ever yeah, heard this song not, before. I don't think I've ever heard it. Top 100 rock songs of all time. Please. Okay. Um, no? No, idea. not even like, uh, oh, I've heard that one before. You have to ask your father about this one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the name of the song is The American Band. Okay. And it's by Grand Funk Railroad. Oh, I would have never got that. No. Where were the cowbells reference? Well, they're playing cowbells in here. Oh, because I was they, like, they, they, I thought that was a clue on the name, and I'm like, remember bull? the Saturday Night Live? I was thinking the, like the Bull Watkins, you know, acting with like more cowbell. Oh, okay. Do you remember that? No. Oh, you got to. If you want to want a good laugh, you got to okay. query Saturday Night Live's cowbell. Um, I'm thinking Christopher like, Watkins, right? Oh There's yeah, I know who he is. He yeah. has a very distinctive voice. Yeah, um, and he did the great cowbell thing. But um, yeah, so uh, Mark Farner. Is the name of our rock and roll birthday boomer, okay. one of the original, you know, founders, you know, guitarist, singer, um, and this is, you know, one of the great songs. But uh, yeah, that that you got to, yeah, Will Ferrell was in that Saturday Night Live, okay, set, you know. and it got it was so popular. I don't know, it was twenty, I don't know when it was done, it was years ago, decades ago. But you got to hear, you got to watch it. I remember one time. Because he was over in Singapore and he was at dinner and, and, and a local sitting at the table next to him leaned over him and said, you know, you know, hey, Chris, you know what this salad needs? And Hawkins went, no. And he goes, more cowbell. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah. All right. We only got a minute, Carrie. So All go. right. Make sure you come out to our Wednesday, October 3rd retirement planning class. We'd love to see you there. You'll get great, helpful, objective information. There's no sales pitches. There's no investment presentation. We're not investment advisors. And there's a free workbook, free goodies. And we do ask that you pre-register and you'll get free, great information. You can register online or if you can't make it, come in for a free consultation with us at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Go Browns. Where, where's that rally possum? Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.